Welcome to It's Only A Game podcast. This is part two of the special mental health recording that we did with Joe Sayers of Albion Obsessed podcast, Lansing Warriors and Mental Health United. Um, So this is just a continuation of part one. Also, we've got a football quiz at the back end of the podcast, last 20 odd minutes or so. The fives questions return. We're also going to try and put some links in the comments below of the episode description for anybody that needs any help to do with the Samaritans or anything like that. We're going to try and put as much in as possible. Okay, thank you very much. I hope you enjoy listening and it's only a game. I've noticed on, on my the town I live in, there's like a notice board for that. So, for instance, it could be Bury notice board or Rochdale notice board, and there's all kinds of different things that people post and things like that. I saw something about if uh, people are struggling of a certain age and things like that. This was a few weeks ago, but I couldn't actually remember what they were called, but I do remember what they were doing. And I remember that they were meeting up in a park this is like blokes of different ages and they were just having like coffee and biscuits and pizza and things like that so I've just put the words talk pizza as a search in my Facebook and I've just found it but that's that's just in terms of it it stuck out with me that they were all having pizza just sort of sitting down basically and talking through the different coping mechanisms and just communicating and if anyone's struggling and things like that so I've managed to find them so that this one's um, talk ourselves well um, which is from my town it's interesting that that's all they're doing, really, is meeting and talking, but it's quite um, detailed posts, really, about how they're, all the, all, how they're all feeling and where they can all meet. So they all, they're all going on a walk next week and things like that, and I thought, blimey, that's quite interesting. There's different things. Obviously, we were talking about how toxic social media can be and things like that, but I've just managed to find something quite good, which I found the, the other week. Um, but I'm sure there'll be something like that in all all different towns, obviously, where Jimmy and Deck are and Matt's in a different town, obviously. But um, hopefully there's something for everybody, you know, that are doing uh, something that can help everybody with just meeting up, really. And, and it doesn't need to be a lot, does it, really? When you think about it, you can all go for a walk and you can all sit down or it can be as simple as that, can't it, sometimes? And I would say don't for people not to put the pressure on themselves to be there for a full hour or for, for the full two hours or to even go and have something to eat um because i know people have got hang-ups on and different food intolerances where they think oh well i won't go because i'm gluten-free there won't be anything for me to eat i'm going to be awkward it's just to go along show your face um and and make, make it known that um you want to be a part of it because that that shows more than than if you were to just be there and 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 sit there for for an hour awkwardly um it's just go for as long as you're comfortable um, and, and and don't be ashamed to be there um, because everyone's there for, for the same reason so um, in terms of things on, on the Wirral as well um, I'll try and signpost a few of those on our um, Twitter um, account over the next couple of days there's a, a colleague of mine, I won't, I won't name him um, but he has he's been on the news quite a lot um, over the last time of 18 months a gentleman from Covid um, started lots of different challenges one to kind of keep his own mind ticking over and two obviously to start to reach out and help and support some other people and he actually embarked on a challenge 
towards the back end of COVID. Um, so for a full year, 365 days, he ran 365 10Ks. Um, so every day for a year. And in and amongst that as well, um, a couple of marathons. Um, and obviously during lockdown, so he was doing things like um, he ran a 10K in his house. So he actually uh, got COVID himself, but again, continued to, to do what he was doing. Um, and he, he did one where he was doing something like every... 500 meters or whatever he was taking off a shirt and he had another football shirt on underneath and he did ones where he was walking backwards on treadmills and completing 10ks barefoot and all kinds of different things um and he raised it i'm tempted to say over 10,000 that i could be wrong um but an awful lot of work has kind of gone into supporting young people with with you know uh, mental health um disorders and also just people who want to go out and chat and i know he um I don't know whether he runs the group or whether he takes part in the group. They quite often meet along a point of a Wirral way and they'll walk a stretcher out and it is literally, as you're saying there, Joe, um, and likewise, Greg, people just turning up and just talking, talking and listening and it costs nothing um, apart from people's time. So I'll make sure that I get those details from, as I say, from one of my friends um, and we'll we'll get those out over the next couple of days as well. All I can really say is to anyone listening is um, obviously first off we will link certain mental health charities in the in the description of the podcast when it goes out. Um, but also just whether you're struggling or whether you're not is to look up things in your local area wherever you are listening to this right now wherever you're from. Look up there will be something in your area whether you know not everyone's going to be from we're all from the Great Manchester area from from Brighton area you know people listen to this from seemingly well Greg knows the stats more than I do. Um, from around the place and, and wh- wherever you are being just employ or encourage you to just search Google search just Facebook search whatever whatever there is that you know and find what works for you because at the end of the day there's no one right answer to helping getting your mind right and um, there's so many different ways of doing it whatever it may be people claim they have the answer people write entire books claiming they've got the answer and you know and, and that's not to discredit people that do that you know health and well-being um texts uh, they, they can work and there's you know that's not to suggest that there's any sort of anything wrong with what they do but it's it's up and it's hard to just to really say it is up to each individual to find what works for them and that can be challenging because obviously when you're in that place the idea of you then having the responsibility to drag yourself out of it is an extra stress an extra pressure an extra anxiety and you think well that just perpetuates well, I'm in this state, and oh my God, I've got to be the one to get myself out of it. Well, I can't do that. I need someone else to get me out of it. But sometimes no one's going to come to you with the perfect solution for whatever it is you feel need. And that it can sound tough. You know, that can sound like I'm talking kind of real hard to people. But I think look what's out there, find what works for you, and it can get, it does get better. You know, when you find that thing that does really set you alive and, 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 and get you meeting people is the most important thing. We're social creatures by habit. And I think that's the most important thing sometimes, just getting out and meeting new people that are like-minded. And the world's a much better place when you're just in that kind of zone with people. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And to, to share just a quick experience that I've had um, of pushing yourself outside of that comfort zone, because when you are in a bad place, the the first thing to do is to to curl up and get yourself into a comfort zone um and just to sort of 
spiral within that comfort zone because you think, well, I'm not getting any worse. Um, I don't think I'm going to get better. So I might as well stay here because I know sort of where my mind's at here. Um, in 2019, I was probably in the, the worst space that headspace that I'd ever been in. Um, and I was just spiraling, 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 panic attack after panic attack. Um, and it took for my auntie to, to see one of my panic attacks. And she said, look, I'm going to get you help. Um, and I was like, hmm, I don't want it. I don't want it. Um, and she said, no, we're going to look and we're going to find you a, a counsellor. And you're going to get some counselling. And I was like, okay. Not really sure what it would do for me. I was thinking, I, I don't really believe in that like what what are they gonna do or what are they gonna say that's gonna help me because i've i've done everything to try and help myself what 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 more is there i went i went for 10 sessions um and it was probably the best thing i ever done because she she taught me to come out of my comfort zone and, and to to challenge things and to when you've got anxiety you tend to grip onto it and you don't let it go it's just notice that you're feeling that certain way and that feeling should pass it always does pass and there are better days ahead what i got from that counseling was right i'm gonna go to work and in my lunch break i'm gonna sit there and i'm gonna do the most crazy thing i've ever done and i booked three days to Barcelona all by myself I, I'd never I'd never travelled as far as Brighton by myself I just thought sod it I'm going to go because this is one place I've always wanted to go um, and why not what's the worst that could happen and then <laughs> a week later they had the riots <laughs> and I was like uh oh but I went anyway I went anyway I I thought to myself I, I've, I've got I've gone this far let's go and see what happens and I had the best time of my life and I learned more about myself in those three days than I'd ever have because I only had myself um, and that's that's something that taught taught me to to believe in myself and you say yeah it is only yourself that can get your get you out of it because you have to accept that you've got a problem um and that's the most important thing acceptance is is the first thing to do as soon as you've accepted that you've you've got a problem and to not be ashamed of it you're on the right path instantly um and from that moment i know we've had tough moments as a country um from 2019 onwards um it's been horrible for everyone but i've probably made more progress in my life over these last two and a half years than I ever thought I would because me midway through 2019 to think if I was here today I I, I would have laughed at you I would have said no way would I have a wife no way would I have a child no way would I, I don't get me wrong I still have my issues I still have my struggles but to look back on that version of Joe and to think the the moment that got me here was the moment that I said, I've got a problem. 
that gives me power that if I do have issues later down the line, like I have done, then I can get myself through it. And it gives you so much strength to know and to believe in yourself. Um, so, yeah, I urge people just to, to notice that they need help um, because I guarantee it will get better. Entirely agree. Acceptance is half the battle. You win in the battle if you accept it. People go their whole lives. And I don't think they even they don't accept they've not got a problem. They don't even acknowledge. They don't realise they've got a problem. They just kind of become accepting of this this feeling this whether it's in their head in their gut whatever it may be and they just live with it they live with this black dog if you will not literally a black dog you know it's um, almost like they it becomes them yeah and that's so unfortunately they're, they're, the problem with yeah. yeah sorry go on no that's the problem with things like anxiety and depression is if you let it took a hold you it does become you and and i'm not ashamed to admit there are times and matt you'll know and guys you'll know it has become me on occasions um in particularly difficult and dark moments you know over the past oh, how many 20 years 10 years whatever it may be and it, it does sometimes take a wild step because acknowledging it is a wild step in itself with you know before you even think about booking flights to barcelona that's it that, to me the big step there is not the book in the flight it's the acknowledging you've got a an issue in the first place the barcelona thing sounds amazing to be fair like i'd love to go again um but you know quality but i think i think the the barcelona thing for me was more of not not what i experienced and not what i had in barcelona but the barcelona trip was like a metaphor for my life really absolutely is if me clicking by on that flight was me saying, go and learn about yourself. Yeah, it's like a manifestation of of, of what you've been feeling there. So it represents not an escapism. I think that's the wrong term to use. But at the same time, it's an avenue to explore that. Yeah, and I think we all have those moments in life where we do something we, we might consider at the time a bit drastic. Like, oh my God, why the hell have I decided to do that? But there's always a reason for things that your decisions that you make and if it's to dig you out of that hole then no one in the end if anyone else cares then they're never going to judge you for it you know you can make as big a drastic mm. decision as you want within reason um and if people recognize it's for the good of yourself and it's you know there is no harm i never said before about being social but obviously there are times where it's good to just spend time with yourself and get to know yourself and you know, you read take yourself on dates and stuff like that because i think you know and it's a bit of a cheesy cliche again but it does work and i think the pressure we have on society generally today is to grow up and get married and da, 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 da. and it's like well actually everyone's path is different and not not everyone goes on a straight upward you know lovely trajectory life is like sorry you know it's a podcast so using visual medium is going to work but life is like peaks troughs all kinds of plateaus it's You'd like race at charades, Jimmy. Absolutely outstanding. It's like Dex heart rate watching Tramir. It just kind of goes like this, you know, all over the place. Like big fish little... <laughs> In it, yeah. Big fish, little fish, cardboard box kind of movements going on with that graph. And, and I think with that, we are becoming more accepting society that life isn't a perfect curve. And, and you know, oh, you're not, you're not, you're not married at the age of this. You haven't got children at this age. You haven't got this at this. You haven't got your house at this age. Who gives a fuck? You know, people who do that, 
sometimes it all goes tits up because they feel pressured into making the wrong decisions early because they feel like you know people have have, have made them do that from generations before well, i got married at 18 don't care that's good for you uh, you know those and that I do think great and those that don't and say it goes with anything like yeah and it's the same with work or anything i know i've used relationships but like with work or anything else oh well you've changed job how many times and how does it affect you go on dex sorry mate yeah no no it's it's just following on from what you're saying mate and i think again goes back to social media and it goes back to your influencer characters which fantastic if that's what people want to do brilliant and they serve a purpose and it gives people kind of a baseline maybe to work on but again it's under it's taking that step back and thinking right nine times out of ten they're being paid to do this or this is what they're choosing to do you only see the good days you don't see the bad days although again that's maybe changing a little bit now um and it, it's exactly what you've just said, regardless of what it is in life, whether it's you know marriage, a house, kids, a job, a car, a whatever. It's what's right for you in that moment, isn't it? And it's it's about maintaining that balance and that you know level of well-being and whatnot that is right for you and the people that are around you. Again, it goes back to surrounding yourself with those good people, whether it's friends, family, colleagues, whatever. If you've got that, people can see that in you. If you haven't got that right balance, then if you're surrounded by the right people, then they'll pick up on that and they'll tell you as well. And it's a, you know it's it's using other people because sometimes, like we said, certain things can um, take over you and and can make it very difficult for you to see the wood through the trees. Is that the right term? I think it is. Um, and it's about having those other people to kind of rain check for you. Um, I know myself, I sometimes need that. People will, will tell me, are you all right? And it'll take three or four people to ask me, am I all right, for me to think, am I all right? Um, and then you fall into that whole spiral of, am I okay? But it, it does it does sometimes take that, doesn't it? And like you said, it's all about that. You know, you you, you go back to all that self-care, blah blah But actually, there is something in that. And, you know, about taking yourself away from all the pressures that life brings and whatnot and thinking right you know what this weekend i'm gonna go and do this or i'm gonna go and do that and it doesn't have to be something where you blow a load of money it could be sitting there on your, your ass watching films all day or doing whatever or you know wasting your saturday going and watching football or sitting and watching uh, listening to music or doing whatever whatever puts a smile on your face and if other people don't like it then they're not the people to to have around you basically uh joe you you had your hand up there i think mate yeah, um, no, I just wanted to really quickly share, I, I guess, a lighter note of my, my trip to Barcelona, um, but a slightly more ironic spin on a really dark moment for me. Um, when I look back at it now, I sort of laugh. So in when I was having my really um, bad moments, one of my worst intrusive thoughts was that I wasn't going to be here anymore one day. And it, that would just play and play and play trigger warning if anyone gets that panic attack because i know how awful that can be um, so my heart goes out to you if you do get that um but for me like when i turned up to the hotel things that triggered me were stuff like morgues uh cemeteries blah blah blah, blah. got to my hotel it's right next to a cemetery isn't it mm, that wasn't that wasn't fun and as i opened my curtain it looks right out to it um so i i guess like when i look back on it now it's like a more ironic take on but what a place to have a hotel by the way 
is not well, fun. That's where you get I was going to say, out. who put the hilt out there? I, was, I, was I know, say, and I was ah, thinking, that, that, that's, thing, that's my, my yeah. main trigger, and I'm looking out at it every time I wake up. Like, perfect, thank you. Well, that should you be on like line yeah. one of the description. Oh, yeah, yeah. sorry, but before you bought yeah, this, yeah. it does look out to a cemetery. Anyway, yeah, it's got nice rooms. Yeah. Sea view it's and like all that. It's, it's a bit like the house in The Simpsons built on Indian burial ground. It's like you'd have thought it in him. <laughs> but yeah, that's where you get fucking hotel and a dead centre of Barcelona, isn't it? Well, terrible, well mm, terrible, ah, very, good, very good. But yeah, yeah. I, I just want because I, I guess I guess the point of that story was even in the darkest moments of your life, there is always a, a funnier or more ironic spin on it that you can take. Absolutely, hundred percent. I had something Absolutely. similar, not nothing to do with a morgue or anything like that. Um, I had a trip to Barca with a, with a few mates. I'd just finished a, a relationship. I was in a bit of a bad state with things and whatnot. And um, I went over there. This was maybe a month, six weeks afterwards. Uh, it was all pre-planned like planned that we'd do in, doing that anyway. Um, just to happen that it kind of fell fell into place with a couple of other things. So anyway, literally getting off or out of the taxi, the, the transport from the, the airport, walking along towards the hotel, and we're walking through one of like the main squares. So I'm dawdling around, being a bit of a tourist, taking a couple of pictures and all that, and the lads that I've been with have been before, so they're just trying to head down and get to the hotel. So we're separated by about 100 yards or so, but I can, I can see them in a the distance. Now, these are obviously spotted this group of girls and are given them a wide berth. So they stopped at the other end of the square, looking back, and it was a hen do. So one of them comes over to me, dope that I am, with a clipboard and asks me for my number. So I'm thinking, bloody hell, I've done all right here. Do you know what I mean? Like, just been through a bit still of a... Still got it. Bit of a, yeah, still got it. There's life in the old dog and all that. So I'm thinking, flipper, I've done all right here. So of course, all the lads up at the top end are laughing, thinking that they're asking whatever questions. She's asked me for my number. I'm thinking, gee, yeah, she's done all right here. So anyway, as I walk off, I'm going back up to this group of lads thinking, yeah, done all right here, saying to them all, yeah, she just took my number and that. Yeah, they took all of their numbers and they were playing mobile phone bingo and they needed someone who was wearing glasses to get the bingo line. So it was no wonder that she was teen. She didn't have two shits who I was or what I was. <laughs> just the fact that I was wearing glasses and she wanted my number. So there you go. Don't always be fooled by And I was surprised, mum, as well. So basically, if I go to Barcelona, I might fill in somebody's bingo card. I've got glasses as well. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Happy you days. could help them with a line or a full house, depending on you know how successful the rest of the day's been. So I think the moral <laughs> of the story is: get yourselves to Barcelona. Wonderful place. <laughs> I no, bet I there was many lines in that. Get well. yourselves to spec savers is the moral of the story. I think. Other <laughs> hmm. glasses brands are available, but I'm a spec savers man myself. Oh yeah, and if they want to sponsor us. I'm, I'd be fine with that. Yeah. Oh, I'd take no, a, I'd take it. a healthy discount. I don't see it, Greg. I don't see it. I, I don't think they're listening. To be perfectly honest, I've got other issues like sorting out the VAR in Anfield. Oof. Meow. Anyway, bit of a, new, <laughs> bit of a we'll news flash that um, Rochdale have uh, missed the penalty, and then as soon as they missed it, the guy it came off the goalkeeper, and then we scored. So it's one all currently. <laughs> Couldn't make it up, could you? It's the most Rochdale, most... Rochdale goal ever. That was the most That's... long-winded explanation of a saved penalty being rebounded I've ever heard in my entire life. I know. It's been a long day, Matt. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long day. I think we've just oh. witnessed the description to Rochdale's goal of the season. Yeah. 
Long day. <laughs> Never mind Hendo, it's all about Hendo. <laughs> hey! Hendo, hello, Hendo. Hey, that was... That I'm was... quite proud of that one. I'm quite proud yeah, of that well, one. Yeah, well, I reckon I have his number, that's for sure. I have got his number. Yeah, I have actually do have his number. You've actually got his number. About Brighton. Yeah, I'll fight. Hang on. Talk about Brighton's goal of the season. Go on, man, let's hear and it. Especially it the one assist. of the four. Go for it. What, yeah, I was going to say, especially the assist from Idrissa Garnagay. That was It's the best through ball you've ever played at Everton. And to see Pascal... By the way, Pascal Gross running at pace, I've never seen that in my life, and it happened against <laughs> Everton, so... There you go. Can, can we specify? Can we specify? He probably wasn't running at pace. Just the rest of our players were running in treacle. So, oh, trust me, I've I've seen I've seen Pascal Gross run, and that was very quick for him. Ah, fair enough. <laughs> well, we have had Dwight McNeil get outpaced by a referee before now. So, I mean, uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, true. I wouldn't get true. too big-headed about that one, Joe. We are just that shit. <laughs> but hey, well, you know. Yeah, um, it's not really sack doing my board, mental health sack the, board, sack the board, sack the board, can write out. It's the store and a tap and a date Ross doing, really. Um, oh, well, leave he, Ross doing alone. He's been sold, leave him alone. you got money off You've, him. He's left you now. 100k, I've been sold. He's Thank gone you. to Forest Green. Yeah. Only we would do a podcast aimed around mental health and then basically <laughs> and then slide our footballers to being rubbish literally two minutes later come on right guys the devil. We'll he's that just scored Hendo's just scored literally just what now. a man oh. <laughs> Greg has just ejaculated sign him pretty up. much yeah. not Greg I mean <laughs> Ian Henderson no. Yeah. So, um, sorry, anyway. continue. To sorry, Dwight, to Dwight McNeil's family and uh, Ross Dewan's family and anyone else that might listen. Um, this is a mental health podcast, and they're far better footballers than we could ever wish to be. Um, oh, absolutely. Well, but still, do better. Joke. Um, joke. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Ross Dewan's not conceded fourteen goals in one game. I have. Are you in goal? I, no, you I goal? wasn't in goal. Were you no, in goal? I, no. If we played the den, I think I would go in goal. Save the old legs. I was going to say, how could he is get that, subbed off four times in goal? Yeah, yeah, just giving up, Jimmy. I think I made two darts down the wing, yeah. and that was me done. See, I'd, I'd be the one on the wing, but I wouldn't get near the ball. I'd just be running up and down the wing for ninety minutes, just getting the cardio. Hang, just, on, like, hang on, hang on, just hang see on, hang it, on. Track hang it on, on me watch. Hang on. hang on. I've seen you play at Pretton Park, and we both know that wasn't the case. <laughs> yeah, that I was seventeen. I'm in better shape now than I was and? seventeen. To be fair, excuses. Oh, it was terrible. I agree. Oh, Declan. Uh, sorry. For the people, this is a podcast, isn't it? That is a video, of, sorry, a picture of Declan playing at uh, Pretton Park. We need to start really treating this as a video. I really do want to just clarify, Matt, with the quote of the podcast. This is a podcast, isn't it? Well done. It's, it's taking you yeah, how many how many episodes of this? Two years of being now two, doing this. Under two different names. He's just realised the podcast. Shit. I thought we just did this for a laugh and just turned up every month just to have a chat. Uh, we do, don't we? I didn't know we recorded it. Oh, shit. Did I thought? Right. Okay. This is descended into somewhat chaos. What's the matter, Greg? Uh, nothing's the matter. I just wanted to prompt everyone that I've still got the quiz questions. I don't know if you want to. End on the quiz questions and then we okay, can wrap. We'll if you, if you fantastic segue, we'll like, that was seamless. We all want. seem we if all seem want. in better spirits than we did when we started. We've all had a good chat, got our mental health issues out in some cases. Some of it's, us. It's question one. Room. Guess Ian Henderson's phone number. It's <laughs> <laughs> question two. What is the volume of spunk I produced when he scored against Bradford <laughs> in Miller League? Twice. Uh, I think so, for Greg it could be liters. Anyway, it's, it's definitely liters. So, definitely. Um, I'm going to go, right, okay, so I'm going to just explain the format just so Joe 
um, how how we do these questions. So basically, Christ, people fa- listen to this. People actually choose to listen to this. No, no. <laughs> anyway, sorry, go on, Greg. Right. So the questions are called. It's called fives questions. So I, I'll I'll say, for instance, who's the top five goal scorers of Everton history? But in terms of um, if you get it's one to five, but if you get the fifth one, you get five points. If you get the fourth one, you get four points. So the more obscure the correct answer, the more correct, uh, more points you get, basically. So I, I think that's. I hope that explains it. <laughs> I hope that explains it. We're thinking of taking this to the BBC to see if they'll take off Audi Connect. No, not sure. That's sure. a more challenging quiz program instead. Paddy McInnes, I think, would would probably. Paddy McGuinness would love oh, this show. He would love it. Genius. Paddy's yeah, top I, I five. Paddy's top, top five, five writes itself. No, there we go. I, I think Greg should. I think Greg should still host this personally. I think it'd be so much better if Greg hosted it. <laughs> prime time be, Saturday get night. Him on prime right. time BBC. Paddy McGuinness no. was only ever going to be a co-host. He's never going to be the main man uh, while strikes yeah. round. Anyway, over to oh, you, no. Greg. Oh no. <laughs> over okay, to you okay. in the studio. So, I've got visions of like a massive production set, full <laughs> music lights. Anyway, here I go. Hello, my name's Greg, and uh, welcome to... Let the guests see the questions. <laughs> Something like that, I don't know. Uh, tonight, so... we've got Ian. tonight we've got Ian no, from Rochdale. Yeah. <laughs> oh dear. On again I'm, for his uh... fifth week in a row. So you go, I'm Joe, afraid what I need that? To... I was going to say, I'm afraid I need to go, guys. I don't know what's going on. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking. Ah, <laughs> oh, there goes the hat-trick uh, ball. There, there go. goes the hat-trick ball. <laughs> yeah. uh, okay, so... Um, we've had quite a few, um, this is sort of half dedicated to, obviously, uh, Pele's passed away. Uh, so the first question is, I thought I'd go on, I couldn't really dig out Pele goals or anything like that, so I've gone for. Uh, the question is, the most appearances by Brazilian players in the Champions League, which also includes qualifications for the Champions League. So that's the most appearances... Brazilian oh, players in the Champions League, um, and it also includes qualifications. Uh, I've got this from UEFA.com. That's why it says qualifications, or else I wouldn't be digging out something like that. Um, one to five. So if you get the first one, the f- number one is one point. Number two, two points. Three is three points. Four, four points. Five, five points. Are we, so we're are just we going, going any, now? Any order, really? Yeah. Anybody wants to shout mm. any any answers out? I'll go with the easy one first, guys. Neymar. Neymar. Okay. So I'm just going to write down. Joe's gone for Neymar. I'll go Roberto Carlos. Oh, you bellend. That's my guess. (laughs) Deck is going for Carlos. Okay. Do you want to buy Carlos off me, Matt, for a fiver? I give you about the prime instead. Is that any easier? <laughs> That's worth more than a five. Jimmy eh? <laughs> <laughs> and Matt. Off topic. I really want to find a bottle of prime somewhere and just pour it out on the street. Yeah, and then <laughs> stamp on the bottle. It. <laughs> yeah. Just to go. Oh, squad, <laughs> Jim. I'm still thinking of Brazilian footballs. Oh, right. Well, I've got one that probably will be an answer, but I think that'd be too obvious. I'm going to go with, and you're probably going to uh, trust me to go for the obscure one. I'm going to go for now. When I say this. I'm I'm gonna clarify which one I mean. Janino Pernambucano. As in not the Middlesbrough one, the Leon one. The free kick oh, taker. Right. I gotta say. You have to explain that. Yeah, Leon Leon won the Champions Lee won the French League seven years in a row. Mean. I know what you mean. Okay, so we just need just need Matt for an answer. 
I'm going to go. I don't know why I'm going to go for this name. I'm going to go Tiago Silva. Oof, brilliant. Let me just write that down. I have no Tiago idea why. Silva. Right, okay. So, I've got the answers. So, most appearances, Brazilian player in the Champions League, including qualifications. Number one, for one point, is Roberto Carlos. I can't remember. Is that you, Declan? You've got one point there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. i got a point. I was surprised by a few of the, the names on this. Uh, number two, Fernandinho. Oh, oh shit, yeah, he's shacked out the rest. Shacked out Man City. Yeah, oh, on. so uh, Roberto Carlos has played 128 times in the Champions League slash qualifications. Fernandinho, 116 times, which is quite a lot. Uh, number three, Dani Al- Alves. Oh, I forgot of about Dani Alves. Danny Alves. Like uh, so he's played 114 times in the Champions League slash qualifications. So now it's um, like a joint fourth place. Marcelo, 102. I'm sensing we haven't done too well on this quiz. Hang on. Really. We, we do a football podcast. How shit are we? Hang on. I'm not finished, sorry. Uh, so joint fourth, Thiago Silva. Get in, you balance. Yes, I knew it came from somewhere. Matt's got four points. And up yours, Declan. Fifties, Maxwell. Is that an offer? Oh, PSG, (laughs) AC Milan, Centre R. Maxwell. Have a silver hammer. 97 appearances. Nice. So, I think Matt wins there on that particular. I think think you'll find I do, Greg. I think you'll find I do. Matt knows Brazilians. (laughs) I certainly do know Brazilians. Every um, week, Friday night. <laughs> Superb. Okay, so the next one, I've got two more questions, and then we can we can wrap up. Uh, so the uh, next trivia, one is trivia question. Have you got a trivia question, Jim? I've got. A, yeah, we'll do it at the end. It's fine. Do you All right. Read our okay. chat? I, I, there's a lot say? going on. There's a I lot. I don't know how. You're, you're the one who posted it in the manual. Yeah. Fair play. Fair play. So this is a Syria question. Um, so if you were to Amalgamate all the Serie A seasons into one. So it's basically Serie A all-time league table. Who would be who would be first, second, third, and fourth teams-wise? So obviously it could be you're just thinking Italian teams for this. So if it's the all-time Serie A league table, who would be first place, second, third? Fourth and fifth. So just to clarify, the idea is to get the fifth place team here. To get the most points. For more points. Yeah. Okay. That's how Deck won the last round. Uh, sorry, Matt. Whoa, 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 whoa. Good say. I think the winning streak might be over. Right. I've got five teams written down. And I think they're the, probably the top five, just but I don't know what order. Pick, you pick, if you can pick one, though. <laughs> right. I know, I'm yeah, going to go okay. Roma. Right, okay. Straight, straight in, in there. Yeah, I'm going to go straight in with Lazio then. Napoli. Hang on, Joe. I'm going to say Joe. Napoli. Napoli? Yeah. I didn't take yours, Jimmy, don't worry. <laughs> no, it's cool. It's all right, I'll let you have it. No, to be fair, Napoli went on my list, they were sick. But yeah, probably could be right. I'm going to go Lazio. Jimmy's saying Lazio. The question here is, do I go safe? Or do I go balls to the wall? Mm. Ah, balls to the wall, fuck it. I'm going to go Fiorentina. Maybe. 
Well, they right. did I just need to have a look at. I've got the five, but I think one of you. I think you. I think you've got six and seven as well. Hang on. Somebody's got six and seven because I took a screenshot. Okay, so Syria all-time league table number one for one point Juventus. Two, two points is Inter Milan. Three for three points is AC Milan. And four for four points is Roma. Is that you, Matt? Roma? No, who was was Deck? Oh, Deck, Deck, Deck's got Roma. And number five is Fiorentina. Get in! <laughs> I have shit off my way oh. to two wins out of three. <laughs> Fuck off, Lazio. Well, and the moral of the, the story is shooter. go balls to the wall. Go balls to the wall. Always go I, balls to the wall. No, you don't listen. Balls to the wall. Six and seven. Joe's got six, which is Napoli. And um, is it Lazio you had, Jim? Yeah. That's seven. That's, That's fine, Craig. But, but, but if it was top but, sevens, I'd get the most points. But it's I know. But the I game know. is called fives, isn't it, Craig? Co- I mean, that's, that's, that's the Europa Conference fives. League. That's that's good. That's you know, trips to, trips to you know, Austria Vienna in the group stage. There, you know. So it looks like it's looking like Matt's won that one as well. It's alright, guys. I'll, I'll let you have the last one. Two wrong answers. Okay. Absolutely crap. So. Uh, I've got one more, and then we'll hand uh, it over to Jimmy. By the way, Jimmy. I'm going to dine out on this for at least a week, just so you know. And I see you this weekend as well. I'm going to walk yeah. in with a Fiorentina City t shirt on and go, So? You actually will have bought one just for that as well, just to walk in with it and literally then just say you're back. Just Sports Direct this weekend. Sports Direct, we go. <laughs> okay, the final, the final question I have is the top five. England goalkeepers with the most clean sheets in history of the England team, obviously. Was this in internationals or in... Internationals. Internationals Internationals playing for England, all competitions. Christ. Top five England goalkeepers with the most clean sheets. Jordan Pickford. Okay. Joe's going Pickford. Okie dokie, who's next? Is this clean sheets in all competitions or just for England? Just for England. Okay. I'm going to say something that isn't often associated with clean sheets, but I'm going to say semen. Hey! That's disgusting, but hey! (laughs) Joe, don't applaud that. You don't encourage him. You don't encourage him. It's not good. Gordon Banks. See, Please. you've all let me go last year, and I'm going to rack out again and get the number four. I'm not going to get number You're going to uh, bail it out, best answer, somehow. This is quite difficult. Um, I am going to go, again, balls to the wall, Joe Hart. It's absolutely balls to the wall when I say that. Bet you that's like the number five answer. If Dick. that's fifth... I blog it off. Bear in I'm mind, can we just it. point out for the listeners, Deck was doing the heart symbol to try and subliminally show Matt it should be Joe Hart, so well done. <laughs> He's never... You done play just Right, now. okay. Number one. Is it him or point. David James? I thought it was David James. Number one for one point is Peter Shilton with sixty six. Number two with two points is Joe Hart. Oh second as if so, uh, three for three points is David Seaman. I've got some points. 
four for four points is Gordon Banks. He's got Banksy's at deck. And five for five points is Ray Clements. Oh, shit, Ray Clements. Uh, Pickford was eighth, so he's, that's pretty close up there. I um, have Robinson on the list, no? I think he's 50th. I had David James. <laughs> 50th. I was going to go David James. I'm glad I did not. He'd be like 290th. I thought of Ray Clemens as we were right in the thought. I don't think he had that many games for England. Oh. Well, I think of Ray Clemens because of our stepdad who mentions Ray Clemens quite a lot. And I don't know why I didn't, why I didn't come into my head. So who won that round? Was that... Um... Deck? Deck? Deck's yeah, got four points. Superb. It wasn't so, me, Matt, so... Matt's won it. Of course. Matt's won two rounds Bravo. and Deck has won. Uh, I think I've think oh, smashed it. Smashed it. <laughs> Not that I'm bigger. Okay, over to Jim and then I think we're going to wrap up. A little, bit, there, I think. Little, little bit of a trivia question. This is going to make you grow in a bit. Should all be it's a the show. kind of trivia question I love. Yeah, well, oh, yeah. God. I'm going to name some names. I'm gonna, yeah, it's going to make you groan. No, no. <laughs> We've already spoken about semen. Let's not go there any further. So, basically, your name some names. I'm going to tell you who they played for as well. And then I want you to tell me the connection. Obviously, we've, just had, a world, obviously we've just had a World Cup, so there is a link to this. Um, we've got Domingo Tejera, Hector Scarone, both of Uruguay. And we've got Julian Alvarez... Enzo Fernandez and Thiago Almada, all of Argentina. What are the only thing? What's the only thing? Those five players are the only. Basically, those five players have got all one thing in common. So I'll name them again: Domingo Tejera and Hector Scaroni of Uruguay, and then Julian Alvarez, Enzo Fernandez, and Thiago Almada of Argentina. Those five players have got something very unique to them. Bearing in mind the competition that's just happened recently, a bit of a clue. I'm going to have to edit out all that silence. Uh, Don't leave it they, in. That's actually apt. It's, it's absolutely okay. apt. I guess Enjoy they all made their World Cup debuts. It's to do with oh, can, the World Cup. Can I, can I tag on to that? Go on. Did they all make their international debuts at a World Cup? No. Have they made their international That's debuts in the year of winning a World Cup? No, it's not to do with debuts. Oh. Okay. But it might, be doing, it might be still winning a World Cup, though, possibly. Ooh, Go Joe's got some up. They're all footballers. Well done. Smashed you know, it. Well, they they are. Smashed but, it. Fair but they're not unique. Right. Okay, if I was to give you a clue... No, 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 no. If I was to give you a little clue, would you like a clue? Well, I'm going to guess it relates to 1934. Did Uruguay win it? And then Okay, Uruguay... Okay, here's, here's a bit of a clue that might help you. Uruguay won it in 1930, but they weren't 1950. But these two players won it in 1930. And obviously the right. three Argentinians won it this World Cup just gone. So that should give you some hint about why these are the only five players with this in common at the moment. Oh, oh. Go I, on. Um, I, I'm trying to get... Being born in the same century they won it in. Boom. Boom. They're the only players to won the World get Cup it. not born in the 20th century. Domingo Tejera, born 27th of July 1899. Hector Scaroni, born 26th of November 1898. Julian Alvarez, 31st of January 2000. God, we're old. Enzo Fernandez, 17th of January 2001. And Thiago Almada, the 20th of April 2001. I feel sick. He's won a World Cup and he was born the year that won the Cup trouble. Disgusting. That's disgusting. And they've all won a World Cup. But obviously that will change in 2026 because obviously, you know, 
as yeah. But yeah, they're yeah. the only five players at the moment to have won the World Cup, not born in the twentieth century. But there you go. <sighs> Good lord. See, it's I'm glad so I obvious now, you know, isn't it? Yeah. It's the initial thought was that they all have the same number of letters in the name, so I was trying to spell things out of my head, and I gave up after the second one. My brain is absolutely frazzled. So, so, so Jack, are you well, using that on the uh, the kids tomorrow? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That'll keep them quiet yeah, for the first those, hour. Those, those five, six-year-olds. <laughs> Say, what's a Domingo Tajera? I've got a cracking name uh, called 100, and no one's, no one's beat me yet. Oh. What is it, count to 100? Is that for the next episode, Deck? Uh, we could do a whole episode on that, lads. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'd love to hear the game. Yeah, maybe yes. when we finish this, you can stay online and try and yeah. beat me. There you go. <laughs> is that a euphemism? No, 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 no. Let's not go there, Jim. No, no. Sorry. No. Couldn't resist. Um, so, yeah. You're ready for... I think we're ready for bed. I am knackered. Yeah. It's half past nine, deal. It is. Shouldn't have half been half an hour I know, yeah, definitely. Right then. Well, Rostel's still winning, like right? Yes, just about uh, what minute we're in. We're in the 90th minute, we're winning 2 1 away from home, and we're second bottom. It's got two all oh. written all over it. It probably it really has. It really has. It's awful sometimes, isn't it? Rostel, staying up. Oh. Oh, anyway, uh, we would really like to thank Joe for coming on tonight, not least uh, because it descended into absolute bedlam as it always does at the end of this podcast, but also thank you for sharing a lot of, I appreciate how difficult it must be, you know, to, to speak up about these things, certainly when you've never met us in person, like hopefully that will change in the coming weeks and months um, but thank you very much for coming on and sharing your experiences and discussing mental health, and, and thanks to all of you of course, um, Greg, Dak Matt, I know obviously podcast regulars but well, you know, it's 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 different to talk about this rather than just have banter about the football all the time and it is important that we do address it especially as January is such a, a challenging time of year for people it can be anyway quite a difficult and dark month so um, thank you all for contributing and thank you of course for listening and of course if you do ever feel the need to speak up our DMs are always open to share um, obviously is where we will if you have been sort of ish, had any affected by any issues in this podcast there are, of course, mental health charities that we will link in the description, of course, as well, that you can be in touch with, should you wish. Um, all I'm going to say there is um, stay safe, keep yourself active, and just remember, mental health's important. Football, it's only a game. Bye, everyone. That was somewhat professional, Jimmy. That was well frightening, done. yeah, what the hell's this? That was very professional. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. Thank Good you. Good night, all. Take it easy. Bye now.